0: welcome to the World We Live In podcast. I'm your host, Eric Patterson. And this week, filling in for Kyle, I have three of my best friends that are females. <laughs> <laughs> um, Quinn, who has been on before. Hey,
1: hey.
2: Good to have
0: you back. And then we have Kaylee.
1: Hello.
0: And Ariana.
1: Happy to be here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it was a last second adjustment because Kyle had to go out of town or chose to go out of town. <laughs> um, but, um, we, uh, they came in, they came in for me, so I appreciate that. No problem. Um, and. to the
3: rescue.
0: Sounds like it. <laughs> and this
3: is your 30th, so that's exciting. Thank
0: you, Kaylee. Yeah, yeah, it's my 30th episode. Uh, I should say, it's honestly me and Kyle's 30th episode. <laughs> it's turned into, uh. The Kyle and yeah, show. The dual, the dual, <laughs> the tag team effort. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it has me and Kyle, well, I started, I mean, yeah, I started <laughs> <laughs> I started it personally, but um, yeah, it turned into me and Kyle, and it's been going well so far, so yeah. thank you to everybody who has supported the podcast um on social media and whatnot. Um, so yeah, should we get started? yeah, so, um, I feel like it's I don't want to say it's cliche, but I feel like everyone's talking about like a lot of topics surrounding females and whether it's like the Me Too movement or, um, women in the workplace or whatever. Um, but it is extremely important because, I mean, women are highly important. We all love our mothers. <laughs> we all love our mothers. Shout out to mom. Oh, what well, we're doing shout outs. Uh, I got a shout out to Lizzie. She uh, couldn't, make
3: Morgan, couldn't make it. And last Morgan. And Morgan. Last
0: minute. couldn't make it. Um, so, yeah. Um,
2: They're I, great. They are great. We love them.
0: <laughs> we love them. Um, so, I guess we'll start with the Me Too movement. Um, just like a brief overview, Me Too is the movement surrounding all of the sexual harassment um, incidents that have come out in recent it's been like a year. It's been almost a year Maybe even more than that yeah. Really? I feel like I it th-
3: I think the actual movement started in like 2006 But it's just it? now kind yeah. of catching no, on with I think just because celebrities have like yeah. endorsed it more Yeah It's becoming what it originally I think mm-hmm. intended to be
0: Mhm. I feel like the I feel like one of the big figures that it started with Was the Bill Cosby cases Yes which are really intense, where he like actually drugged women and yeah. everything else, mm. which is awful. <laughs> it's just it's just horrible. But um, I think it's I think it's really um, interesting to note how the cases have evolved and how they just have like really started to come pouring in, and what I What I've always found interesting is just from from like a guy, um, and I found it interesting how one—it's like a snowball effect. Like one big thing comes out, and then everything just starts coming off after that. Mm -hmm. I've and I know there's I know there's obviously a lot of social pressure surrounding those incidents, but I've never understood why if something has happened, why doesn't it, like, come out immediately? I've always found that, like, questionable.
1: Right. I think that part of that probably comes from the person who is choosing to sexually harass someone or anything of that sort. It could be worse. They're going to pressure them and make them feel small. And you're in a vulnerable position, Mm -hmm. and you don't want to come out and have that chance of no one believing you. And I think now with... All of these celebrities using their platform and using the Me Too movement, people are feeling more comfortable and like they're not alone and they're not isolated. And the more that people come out, the more people hear about it. And it it is, it's a snowball effect that just gives people confidence and that's what they need.
2: I also think that a majority of them, like, I mean, this is kind of just piggybacking, piggybacking on what you said, but... I think a lot of the cases have to do with, like, somebody who's in a position of superiority to that, to the person who's been harassed, or, like, somebody's boss, um, you know, in that situation, if you have a manager or whatever, do something, you're not going to speak out because you don't want to lose your job, or um, you just kind of feel like when somebody else is in a position of power over you, you kind of just, like, succumb to that, so I just think that's, that's probably part of it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's just like a spiral of science. The other thing is that I think women are kind of taught to some degree in our society, maybe that's like a big leap, but that like your sexuality is something that's just like normalized for, for you to walk around and be sexualized immediately just because like it's like a woman's superpower. And, and I think to guys, it's like, oh, well, you should be able to stand up in that and be like, Use that to your advantage, and that's okay. And I think women are like, uh,
3: maybe that's not what I want. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm just a person. No, um, yeah, so. I totally I agree. Because you're, if, if it is something that women hold very special to them, and right. maybe I, I'm not saying guys don't, but when it is taken advantage of, then you feel as if you lose like that superpower, like what you're talking about, right. and you feel like. You lose the confidence, and you can't say anything because maybe they do have a position of power over you, or you just feel like nobody will believe you. And I think going back to what you're saying about the snowball effect, when other people show that that courage and that bravery, it gives it gives you hope too that somebody is listening, whether mm-hmm. whether it's um, you know someone empower a colleague or something that someone out there is listening. Um, whether they'll believe you or not, they're listening now. So, yeah. The other part of that too is like thinking, I mean,
2: when you, I think when you experience sexual harassment too, to some degree, you might question like, well, did I,
0: was it actually,
2: was it my fault? Like, did I like make them feel like I was open to that?
0: Mm.
2: um, And the other thing too, and and I will say this too, like somebody who's older than you or superior, Mm -hmm. I think even like older men can kind of joke around with younger women to some degree or like somebody who's in power just be like trying to make you feel comfortable. Sometimes joking or like some kind of banter that you have can come off as flirting and then therefore like a guy might be like, oh, she's flirting with me Mm -hmm. and really like it becomes a social thing of like, oh... Like, I might not think of you that way. I might think it's more endearing and you think it's more, like, sexual invitation. So, um, I think that can also be, like, then you start thinking to yourself, like, oh, was I too, was I, did he think I was flirting? Like, did I, did I say something that was, maybe could have been read the wrong way or heard the wrong way or whatever? And so I think, like, then you start to play this blame game of, like, oh, that was my fault. And truthfully, like... I had to have somebody say to me in an instance, just be like, hey, just so you know, like, even if you had said something flirty, that doesn't give him a right to touch your body.
0: Yes. So I think that that's
2: what (laughs) I couldn't, it took a long time for me to be like, really?
1: Mm.
2: Because I feel like maybe it does. And it's like that that was something that I had to like wrestle with myself.
3: I think there's also like a for some reason a guilt that women feel when right they are sexually assaulted like they feel like in a way you're saying it's their fault so then they play a role you know and that's totally wrong and i think a lot of people a lot of women um or men don't come out because they feel like they're in a way to blame for what happened to them which is so sad because that is in no part like their fault if when someone else is takes advantage of you in that sense. So, I think another big part of it
1: that really doesn't get talked about enough is what harassment actually is. I mean, there isn't really a clear line. So what I think is harassment
0: mm-hmm.
1: might not be what Kaylee thinks is harassment or what Quinn thinks is harassment or what the offender thinks is harassment. And yep. I think that's an issue is someone can be giving you a compliment and you take it in an offensive manner and think it's harassment and they don't mean it like that. And I think that that isn't addressed often enough um, but it also doesn't make it okay. And I think the biggest thing is who it's coming from Mm -hmm. matters. And I think that's a double standard that isn't right. Like if if a hot guy gives me a compliment I'm like, oh, like Thanks. For yeah. I'm feeling myself, like, yeah, I'm awesome. But like, if a creepy guy or someone that like yeah, isn't as attractive exactly. gives me a compliment, I'm like, okay, like,
0: ew. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a point I did not think about, but yeah. that is an interesting point. Um, why do you, why do you think why do you think that is? Is it just natural? Is it if someone that you're not attracted to gives you a compliment, is it just natural to think that? That's strange. And
2: and I think that's, too, where, like, and, like, before getting that, too, I think, like, your comment about what is harassment, because I'm thinking not comment. I'm thinking, okay, somebody does something directly, like, physically. Either they touch you inappropriately or, you know, something as far as, like, you say no to sex and they pressure, like, they force you into it or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And, like, somebody saying something, I mean, I think that's tough, too, because it's like, oh, that can make you feel uncomfortable, but, like...
1: Is it harassment? People say, is it harassment? Like,
2: I don't know. (laughs) I think... Because I think it's wrong, but, I mean, it's hurtful, but people say crummy things all the time, so... Absolutely. Is that that right to sue someone? No? Like, I don't know. The
1: intentions behind it, as well, like... So much. sometimes they're not being ill-intended but mm-hmm. it comes off like that and that I think that's the hard part I think the Me Too movement is so important and I think it's very empowering to women for them to be able to be comfortable but yes. I think that there are also things that need to be considered when you think about harassment
2: yeah definitely
1: sorry and
2: to okay. your question about like why is it that it's okay if an attractive man hits on me and it's not okay for a creepy man to on <laughs> <help> me? <laughs> That's a very valid question. I think one is definitely more likely to feel, make you feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. than the other. But um, And that also makes you think about the setting. And if somebody is doing it in like a business setting, it's your responsibility to be like, this is inappropriate, whether or not you're attractive or I'm attracted to you this isn't appropriate. And, like, that's your responsibility. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Maybe. Um, And to, like, set that boundary. And if it's... Like, I, I don't know. And then at the same time, if it's, you know, a creepy guy on the street, I think...
3: um, I don't yeah. know. It's, this is, I, it's, a, it's a tough one. It is. Think, it's very tough. I think what a lot of... <laughs> people who have come out with this me too mo- movement you know has in some cases been you know about you know comments and things but i think majority of them are based on you know actual like sexual right. harassment as far as making someone do something that they don't want to do or making someone act a certain way based on how they're speaking to them or how they're in a sense blackmailing them to do what they want based on their position and I think that's what the majority of these cases have been just from seeing kind of the reports whether it's Mm. you know the Olympic athletes or whether it's the celebrities just from what I've read Mm. of course it is insulting if you are you know when women are woohooed at just because of how they look I think that's you know not I don't think it's as flattering as what it is made to seem but I think this Me Too movement is supposed to be about, you know, bringing awareness to the women who have been, you know, in a very serious and sticky situation where they can't, they can't say Me Too, and that's the point of them saying Me Too, like, I have a voice now, I can Mm -hmm. say my opinion because this is what happened to me, and... It's sad that it's happened to this many women
0: across the board. Mm. Um, now, there are cases where... And we were talking about this before the show where... The, and we were, You guys were just talking about where the line is blurred. So we're specifically talking about the Aziz Ansari case, which um, was critiqued by a few women as... The girl basically not, not like, standing up for herself and taking control of the situation. So what happened was, um, Aziz, in brief, as they they were at, I, th- I believe the narrative goes, they were at dinner and then they went back to his place and things got interesting um, and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Good way, but interesting. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I ever want any of my dates to sound like that.
3: We got we back. And it just got interesting, like Wondering. whips and chains were brought out, and I just was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> this one did not have chains. That, yeah,
0: that is not <laughs> what happened. That was not what happened. Um, but for lack of a better term, um, so yeah, and she basically claimed that um, she was sexually harassed when it seemed that it was just a bad situation. There was miscommunication, and he was wanting something that she wasn't, but then it seemed like she went along with it, and then after the fact, she claimed that it was sexual harassment. So I think it's important when you're talking about stuff this seriously to take each case by case because, as we've said previously... The line can be blurred, and um, as Quinn was saying, the social cues aren't always received properly. And I think that's, imp- I think another thing that is important is to like speak, don't rely on body language and whatnot to do the talking for you. And I think that could solve a lot of these cases that are in between. Or just, I mean, everyday encounters with the opposite sex. I mean, you can't take something for granted. You know what I mean?
1: I definitely think there are those cases, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're specifically talking about the ones that are writing on that blurry line.
0: Yes, just on the blurry line. I mean, there's obviously no doubt that some of these other cases are horrendous.
1: Absolutely. I think that, yeah, sure, it is hard for a guy. You can't read our minds, and likewise, girls can't read guys' minds. So, like, in a perfect world, that communication would be great. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about confidence, and unfortunately, in today's society, with social media and, like, everything that we are processing... A lot of our confidence or so it seems comes off of like guys Mm -hmm. and I mean you guys can disagree with me but I think that that is seen just like you get a compliment from a guy sure like that's nice you get a compliment from your friend like that's nice like other people's opinions of us matter and I think that in that moment like if we don't want to do something some like girls just claim up and they're like oh like I don't want to say no but I don't I don't want to do it Mm -hmm. and I think that's a hard line to yeah that's
2: a really hard I never even thought about that like at first I was like yeah that makes sense girls like learn to just say no better and like and if you say no and he's doing it like that's clearly harassment and that's terrible and that's awful but you're right like I mean, I've definitely been in uncomfortable situations where I was like, I didn't I just should have been like, don't do that. And I didn't. And it wasn't because I wanted it either. Like, you just kind of learn to shut up. Or you just like something kinda comes over you and you kinda like I don't know. You get scared. Like you just get nervous. You get scared. And... You like I don't know what the circumstances always are. Um either like I don't know about Aziz
0: mm-hmm.
2: and his relationship with this girl like how well they knew each other or, like I don't know any backstory on that but um I think that 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 definitely and I think that this this is not I'm not trying to go this deep <laughs> so I'll stay on the surface but I think <laughs> that this is also where we like we need to just overall do like a better job of yes get, giving women a voice like after the fact but like we need to be lifting people up in general like women need to work on like where does our self worth come from and it can't come from a guy and like we have to be able to stand our own two, two feet and like feel okay saying no and I think that that comes with this I don't know we also needed to teach men like what does it look like to honor a woman and vice versa like that needs to be worked on like for sure, in our society, and it's, like, lost, like, and I'm not, I'm not saying that, I don't know, they've, it's become a cultural norm, I think, the way that men are with women and women are with men, like, there's a bit of an unsaid, like, unequalness in some ways mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, <clears throat> sexual power sometimes,
0: I think. Is that because it's been that way for, like, the better part of human history? Yes.
2: Yeah. And I mean, it I, I has. Mean, I mean, it for sure, in the United States, like I can't speak on yeah. other culture. No, culture there's yeah, very different. Like I think for norms, for purposes
0: yeah. of
1: right
0: this ease of conversation, we're specifically talking about the U.S. Yeah, because I mean, you can get into all the third world feminism and stuff like yeah. that, which <laughs> is a, really whole know, yeah, a whole I think, other issue.
2: But I mean, I I had somebody talking to me about how she refers to like sexual harassment as like she goes oh I remember it from like forever and I was like what are you talking about she's like well when I was a kid like I mean just like elderly people and the way they'd like look at a little girl or talk to a little girl or like whatever when you're little you just get this creepy feeling from like old men and like why is that like mm. is it the other way around too or like and just kind of feeling like this vulnerability even at a young age around like older men and mm. if that's carried and like women feel this like Discomfort and I'm like, well, I don't know that I felt that way. So it's just like interesting to see how maybe there's something to our culture that just teaches us um, that when we are in that situation that we just don't have I don't know. Like I mean personally,
1: maybe not. I don't know. I can go back to grade school and like I don't think anyone in grade school, I mean maybe some people, but I would say that's an exception. Most people in grade school don't mean to be, like, rude. But girls would be called prude all the time. Mm. And, like, that's when you're learning about society is, like, middle school, grade school. I don't know.
0: No, yeah. I mean, that's when it starts, for sure. That's when it
1: starts is, like, oh, like, this girl's never kissed a boy because she doesn't want to. She's prude. Mm. Like, that's when it starts. And you're made fun of it from there. and. Maybe that's just something instilled in you at a young age by your peers, and it's like, oh, now I'm old, like, hey, like, I don't want to be a fruit. I don't want to say no. I don't want to be judged.
2: Also, I think that I remember being taught when I was in grade school from my mom, like, boys think with their dicks. <laughs> I was, was going was was to speak about it, And yeah. even if that's okay, like, okay, I believe that our biology is different. Totally. For sure. I'm not going to say that that's not true. I can't be like, guys aren't visual. Like, guys are very, like, that is just part of your makeup. Fine. But I also think, like, taking responsibility for that and also women don't have to accommodate that. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have to be like, that's okay. You're right. Like, you're going to sexualize me just because I'm walking down the street just because you're a guy. Like, you, men, like, freaking rise up and take responsibility and be like, I'm not going to do that because I'm a freaking man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know
0: no no i uh i mean guys guys are definitely geared definitely especially i mean especially throughout high school i mean <laughs> i mean I'm not going to give specific examples, but I mean locker room talk and everything it's a real thing and but thinking back on it, i mean was it rude- i mean yes it's rude, but it's it's like it's what guys. We were just we were having fun. It's not like, it's well, not that's like it
1: right there. It's, I there's know no ill intention, but I know that's
0: the problem. But it is the that's
2: problem. What we, just but what that's what we've taught. Do. That's
1: that's what we've taught. It,
0: but and it's like it is. is it was her fault? no, no, and it, but it was Generation. like like if you didn't, if you didn't um, say something, like or if you if you didn't like, do stuff with a girl and then talk about it. You felt awkward. You felt out of place. Because everybody else was talking about it. Yeah. So, but it's society. It's it's like, it's it's society. It's societal based. It's how we, it's how guys view things.
3: I would say that girls aren't perfect either. I would say that girls also look at guys in a very, you know, object manner sometimes. Which is terrible to say, but... Girls are not perfect in that. But I think, like, what we were talking about throughout history, it has just seemed as if, you know, men have, of course, more power in as far as money, jobs, occupations, and everything that it overloads into these social aspects of sexuality that they feel like they have the power in that realm as well as when sexuality should be an equal thing and should be, you know, two people, you know being, like AP was saying, on the same kind of realm of communication and understanding the intentions of the other person before things are said or things are done. Um, And I think that's why this Me Too movement is so important because it is kind of, in a way, equaling the playing field when these cases are being examined by in a courtroom or just by people in general. Mm -hmm. People are starting to take into account the woman's story in the same way as what they have believed as the man's story from, and I think that's why this movement is so powerful because not only is it important for the people who've been victimized but it's also important for people who haven't and girls who haven't because they see one, if something does happen to me I do have a voice and two, I have a voice regardless if anything happened to me or not um, so I think it's reminding society that sexuality is should be equal and not you know kind of the man overpowering the woman as it as it's been kind of in my opinion so very eloquently put (laughs) 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 she's developing that i I just kind of (laughs) like summarize what all y'all said so it wasn't just me
0: (laughs) no well um that's good um I do want to talk about um I do want to talk about kind of the superficial nature of dating these days. Mm-hmm. Favorite. And uh I was <laughs> do you I was have this problem. Yeah, I was about to say. Like, please. <laughs> <Shout out. laughs> um but the I was talking with um I was talking with uh, Kyle Kilgore one of my good friends um, about the this like the um, the way social media has allowed us to portray ourselves in a such like a a good light like we we post the best parts about ourselves so that people can see them mm-hmm. and, but that really distorts the reality of who you truly are because when people see this they're like oh like, that guy or that girl goes to coffee shops and reads books. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Patterson. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Absolutely, though. You're not yeah. getting to know someone on, no, by never. their personality. And it's such a numbers game. Like, you take, I don't know all the dating sites, but like, yeah. match.com. Tinder, Bumble, whatever you want it to be.
0: Farmers, Farmers only. only. <laughs> Y'all.
3: My mom
2: is on Tinder. She's <laughs> not on Bumble. She recently paid God only knows how much money to get a matchmaker in Orange County, California. Shout out to that lady. because <laughs> She has a like, master list of all the single people in the OC area. Anyway. So, people will pay high money to meet somebody these days. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, I think we're all probably biased here because, I mean, I can't speak for you two that much, but I know Eric and I have talked about social media and how mm-hmm. we feel about it, and I think what's tough is, like, there are, there are pros and cons for sure, but um, when it comes to dating, I think, like, it has just brought out, like... This the superficial flaw in all of us when it comes to dating, and like just blown it out of proportion. Because now it's like, oh hey, I'm gonna talk to you on Tinder and like send you a message, and they're like, what's your Instagram handle or whatever. Uh, You
0: were talking about that.
2: Like, if you wanna know whether or not I'm an Instagram model, the answer is no. Like, (laughs) in fact, you won't see any photos any different from my Tinder profile. Just <laughs> say it'd like, be like bye. and like And then you just stop talking. Yeah, you're private.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're <just> private. <laughs> it's really tricky. Um, so I think, yeah, no. Yeah, well, no. Um, uh, Kyle, he was specifically talking about like a girl that he was going to co- get coffee with and uh, he was saying that like what she, what was on social media was not like who she actually is. Like, Totally different. Once he got to know her, yeah. like, um, he was saying that she was totally different. Which, I mean, is good. I mean, that's what you want to talk to get to know one on right. person. Um, but but the ease at which social media allows you mm-hmm. to look at somebody and have a superficial idea, it's, it's easier.
1: The way that it was explained to me in grade school was and then up through high school, is you are take a sport, and you're practicing, and you're practicing, and you're practicing until game time. And dating is almost like that practice. You date someone, and that practice is bad, so you move on to the next practice, mm. and the next practice, and the next practice, until finally you get it perfect. And, like, you date them for a long time, and then eventually you get
0: married. Are you referencing a Drake song?
1: I'm not, You're but. Not. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> No, that's. I mean, that's fair.
1: And I just think that this whole let me look at how pretty you are mm-hmm. and, like, oh, I'm on Tinder and I got 12 matches and I maybe <laughs> message nine of them and then maybe three of them actually respond. <laughs> yeah. Like. Where, where is that practice am i just practicing that like i need someone superficial
0: yes
2: or you just like need the matches to get validation to be like i'm still attractive
0: yeah we've heard that somewhere before i can't remember where um some no someone was saying that the other day it was me, and kyle was it yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was. i was like <laughs>
2: ca- i was calling kyle out on being on bumble
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah we were giving him shit um just but
3: yeah.
0: looking for a bed piece. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Oh, that was man. shout out to that. That
2: was, that was
0: my idea. Which was we anyway, um, we, can't we can't make it. <laughs> I, I was trying I was to call saying. it like it is.
2: I'm like, if that's what you want, just. Yeah. Might as well you. Honestly, he's got. I, just, I got no matches. I'm like, well, because.
0: But that that's, but that's it.
2: That's what we're doing. It for,
0: provides right? that for people.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, that's why I was surprised the girls didn't respond because I feel like that goes to show, I'm pretty sure that a lot of guys in real- in reality would say that. Like, if girls would be like, yeah, that's what I want too, like guys would be down and be like, oh, I'll be honest. I just want somebody to have sex with on like a Tuesday night.
1: But <laughs> that's half of what dating is now, which is
2: not dating. Like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's called hooking up. That's called a bed piece true i don't know i'm very old-fashioned so this is not gonna be i think a long conversation I think that as
3: far as like dating and social media goes like i think um just like having kind of had a boyfriend through like this big boom of all these dating sites i think it's not just been oh like i already have a boyfriend everything's good i think it's still been Hard because it comes along with a lot of jealousy, a lot of, you know, why are you following that person? Or, oh, like, why did you like her photo or mm. whatever? Um, and I think that messes with a lot of couples because they're more interested in looking at <clears throat> social media and looking at kind of getting those pictures or those fantasy of this is kind of the girlfriend I want or this is kind of the boyfriend I want and then when they're face to face with their actual girlfriend or boyfriend or someone that they have a real life experience with they're like oh you don't match you know my perfect guy on Instagram so they immediately disregard them or they're not as Mm. real with them because they have this perfect person that they're looking for based on these false representations that people put on social media and I think that's it's messed with people who are single and people who are in relationships
1: absolutely and piggybacking off of that like I mean going through a breakup it's like after you break up people don't like be like oh what went, went wrong this relationship it's just like oh it went wrong let me go get on one of these dating apps to fulfill that Mm -hmm. position with someone that I don't really have to be emotionally attached to. And, like, that's part of dating is no one wants to be emotionally attached. No one wants to commit anymore because, again, social media and society is telling us that you don't have to. People
2: freaking... It's easier
0: not to.
1: Also, I'm sorry. I think this is ridiculous.
2: What is this whole thing about... This is a tangent. I'm very sorry.
0: Go ahead. That just
2: reminds me, like, the casualness of, like dating now and what that looks like which is not dating, it's like hooking up and then, oh, you're freaking the Kardashians are great at this, like let's have children with somebody like, but not get married and like have more children with them like what's wrong with the piece of paper that says I'm married it says commitment and no one wants that anymore they're like, I don't want responsibility if I have to be responsible to you in any way, I don't want it
0: yeah.
2: that is like not human to me it's like you were made to be connected to those around you and if you can't if you don't want to be married like that's your thing but like you are messing with people like when you decide to go have sex with somebody and whether this goes for girls and guys and you're just having sex and then one person gets feelings you can be like whining and be like well she got feelings for me or the girl can be like oh well he got feelings for me and I'm just not into that it's like No, you're responsible. When you decide to, like, have sex with somebody, like, I'm sorry, when did we lose this idea that, like, intimacy is, like, a real thing and, like, you're actually connecting with another human being and, like, you just want to discredit that and be, like, you don't mean anything to me. What are you talking about? And make the other person feel bad for having feelings. That is screwed up. And We
1: need to stop doing that. Stop shaming. (laughs) (laughs) No shame. I mean. Seriously, no, right? I I completely agree, and I just I don't think it comes from just hooking up in sexual relationships. I think it comes from use, just like you said. Like maybe I'm using you for like your body, and we have a mutual agreement. Hey, <laughs> of course, but we have a mutual agreement, but that's okay. And then someone changes it. But like also maybe I'm using you for emotional support, and that yeah. is also not okay.
2: Yeah,
1: it's not, and no one. I'm going to go ahead and say it. No one should date if they don't know what they want, who they are, and like... Straight up. Like, strange. it should not happen. If you don't know who you are by yourself, how do you expect to know who you are with someone else? You can't.
0: It's not And possible. they,
1: that person that you are using, whether you realize it or not, then becomes your source of identity. Yeah. And the entire relationship is fundamentally broken. Well, also, then once that person people, leaves...
0: What do you have?
1: Yeah, The other thing
2: is, like, people... Not anything good. Know <laughs> Nothing good. And, like, knowing yourself and being an independent person in a relationship. The issue, too, like, when you get into a relationship, why some people have... Like, a lot of your issues are stemming from singleness problems. Like, who you are as a single person only shows up in your relationship. And I think that's what causes problems. And if you can be, like, some a single person... I mean, you're never going to be perfect. You're going to have issues. But, like... A lot of, like, those main issues that come out of relationships, like, either that come from jealousy or come from whatever, it's, it's a singleness problem. Like, you have that problem in and out of a relationship. And, like, you got to work on that before you get into a relationship.
3: Yeah, I watched a video um, a couple days ago, and it was about Will Smith. And him and his wife were talking about, um, or it was just him, but he was talking about a conversation he had with his wife, where he told her that he retires from, like, trying to make her happy. He said, like, people these days need to be making themselves happy, kind of like what he was saying, like, Mm -hmm. before you even get in a relationship. You're not dating somebody or marrying someone to become one person. You're dating and marrying someone to, you know, help them and enjoy being on, you know, your own journeys but with someone else. I think he, the main purpose of the video was, you know, you need to make yourself happy. Um, and then the other person needs to worry about making themselves happy. And then you can then together, you know, like be happy and support each other. But I think people don't know how to do that anymore and rely on other people and rely on social media or, you know, additives you know, mm-hmm. or just the news and yeah. just a revenue, an avenue of different things to make themselves happy. and like Quinn was saying they don't know how to be alone. And that's and that's really hard. It's hard to be alone. Like I, I personally don't like being alone because then I get in my own head and sometimes that's scary to deal with, but it's important for people to you know understand who they are by themselves before they bring that baggage and that you know kind of weight and put it on somebody else when it could be solved when you're by yourself
1: yeah and I think it's important like a lot of times come like talking about this you can be insensitive and like by no means do I mean to come off insensitive I have had my relationship issues like to a T, <laughs> and I also have no idea what I'm talking about because I've never been in a relationship. Let's just all just
2: uh, that out there. We have the expert no, panel.
1: Shut up.
0: This <laughs> <laughs> is purely opinion based.
1: So like Don't take it, life. it is. It's so hard because you think you know who you are, and then you get into that relationship, and like Quinn said, your identity problems, your single problems, come out, and misery loves company. So if one of you is okay, like. The other one, like, that person that's okay is going to try to make the person who maybe isn't okay feel better. Mm -hmm. And instead of you bringing them up, they're going to bring you down. It happens the same way. and Every time, without fail, that person thinks, I'll be the exception. But there's a reason it's the exception. And I think that that shouldn't go without being said. Like, it's hard, but, like, again, you have to train yourself. Like, you have to be like, hey, who am I? And it took me... Literally going through a tough breakout or breakup to figure out that I was like, wow, I have no idea where I am in life. Mm -hmm. And it took me sitting in pain and it took me being like, okay, Ariana, maybe be alone for X amount of period of time and then it'll be better. And I don't think enough people do that. I think that, like you said, with this dating, with these dating websites, it's easy. So when you're in pain, you go find someone else to maybe mask the pain for a second and no one's getting to that point where hey i'm by myself i know that i'll be okay because i'm going to make it through this by myself because i don't have the option of going and seeing someone else what
0: no what what do you think i was gonna thank you kaylee <laughs> thank you for prompting You've been me quiet, so <laughs> think no anyways. no um yeah i was actually going to say i think um it's, it's really interesting I was listening to a um, Joe Rogan podcast this morning he was talking with a guy who um, he his, his story is amazing but it's really long so I'll just give the details he or the small details basically this guy um, had a rough family life and he uh, he, he eventually became a Navy SEAL um, and an ultra marathoner um, but he was he weighed like 300 pounds at one point and just like lived through the shit But his thing is that you have to deal with your shit and sort it out in the moment. And what you were saying is people with all the options we have on the internet and social media, no one sits and just deals with the shit. You find a way to cover that up. Or or you don't. And that's when you patch up the scars, if you will, or the, whatever you want to call them, of what you've been through, and you can move on. Instead of just...
2: Dealing with the shit. Yeah. There are, like, so many ways you have to preoccupy your brain, like, all the time, every day. Mm Mm-hmm. That we then we don't uh, like what when you have quiet time like everyone's so terrified to just like not have some like quick distraction like to not have your phone to like look out at a light like in your car or whatever it is like to just have a moment of quiet or aloneness to like reflect it scares the shit out of people and that's not cool
0: <laughs> it is it's we're almost never alone yeah, and I've ref- I've referenced this book before. I haven't read it though. I need to. It's called Solitude. It's about like how in in modern day culture we're at least in the first world we're never really alone. There's always something, whether it's like our phone or if we live in the city, there's always some sort of noise or distraction going on. We're never. It's really tough to be. Just alone. But sometimes that's the best. Mm hmm. So.
2: Can you shed a little uh, light on um, <clears> then <throat> and um, your perspective on Bumble?
0: And that and the social media yeah. But
2: specifically Bumble.
0: Specifically Bumble.
2: But all of it. But yes, Bumble.
0: So. Um, In my, in my extensive experience, I'm just kidding, um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, what I, so the, and you guys can disagree with this, but the, I feel like the general consensus is that Bumble is a little more sophisticated than Tinder, Hmm. but I may be wrong. That's just what I have, that's just what I've thought, but I may be wrong. For
1: for people who don't know the difference between Bumble and Tinder, Bumble is, oh, and there is a difference. only females mm-hmm. can message mm-hmm.
0: the guy. Yeah. So
1: once you have a match, the girl has to initiate the conversation, and the guy has twenty four hours to respond. Mm-hmm. And you get like two extensions. So like. If you really think this guy is cute and he hasn't responded to you okay. yet, you can extend it another <laughs> 24 hours. As
0: if that 24 hours hasn't allowed you enough time to...
1: Right. Yeah. Maybe they didn't get on it in that 24 hours. You know, Who It's a busy day. But yeah. that's the difference between Bumble and Tinder. Yeah. Is Bumble, the female, has to initiate the conversation. That's is true. it also a
3: networking for women they, type thing, They though? have. Isn't it...
0: You have to pay for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I
3: didn't know if it turned mm-hmm. into.
0: Yeah, there's like Bumble friends. Okay. Yeah. And there's like Bumble business or something like. Yeah.
3: That. Have... But anyway. So how do you feel about that
0: though? Yeah. Um. Well, you know, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard both sides. I've heard people that have like met really nice people, and they've gone on to date after meeting on Bumble. Um. But do I think those are rare? Yes. Because um I don't know. I don't think a lot of people have that in mind. But you know, things happen and whatnot and one thing leads to another. I The thing that people the thing that is so easy about it is you type your message. I don't have to walk up to a girl and be like, oh, hi, how are you? Uh, I'm Eric. Um, I was just wondering, like, do you want to sit down, grab coffee? Uh, Because that's a huge, I mean, to go, to walk up to another female and do that, that is, I mean, not only has that been daunting in high school, which is really daunting, but in college, it's even, I think it's a little, it's a little more.
1: Have you ever done that?
0: Not that bluntly. <laughs> <laughs> not that bluntly. Um, but but it provides, what I'm saying is it provides the ease of talking to the opposite sex.
3: There, um, I was like moving through channels mm-hmm. and I came upon um, Shark Tank and there that was actually kind of one of the ideas was now I'm not giving someone an idea I think it's copyrighted but it was this woman, she was saying how dating apps are so popular now that her idea was whenever you meet someone in like the business world, you give them a business card. So why can't you do the same as far as dating? So say if I thought you were attractive, I came and I gave you like, like my that. own business <laughs> yeah. card, which was, like a specific, it was a specific code that you plugged in that had my code on there on this website so then you could mm-hmm. find me based on that code. So not everybody can find me, but since I initiated and gave you the code, oh my god. you could then That's cool. go. On. So I thought it was a good idea, but at the same time, you know, the sharks were saying how if you're if you're looking to do online dating, you're not going to be looking to do that face-to-face interaction. Even at all. Even at all. You know, kind of like... Until you're more comfortable. Until yeah, until more comfortable. you're more comfortable. So yeah. I think yeah. it's... It was tr- she was trying to say, okay, try to get that initial, you know, face-to-face meeting first mm. and then the social part, but um, I turned the channel, so I don't really know how I did it. But okay. I, <laughs> like, I had no idea about that. I like that. the initial um, idea mm-hmm. of the face-to-face, but I think it does kind of then... You go online and... I don't okay.
0: know. I want to say a lot of things. It also allows, um, so it allows Tinder and Bumble when you message the person, if they don't want to talk back to you, they just don't answer you. Mm-hmm. However, if you're in person and you walk up to someone and, or you meet someone somewhere and they talk in five minutes and then you ask them, you want to go on a date, get dinner, or whatever. If they're not interested, they're sort of caught between that rock and a hard place of being like, oh, what do I say? Like, do I say no? Do I just straight up say no or be like, oh, no, I'm busy or whatnot? But the, you, if on the social media stuff, you just don't. There's, it's whatever.
1: Okay, well, let's think, look at it like this. I mean, has anyone, either of you, I don't know, girls don't do this as often, but like has a guy come up to you and be like, hey, can I have your number? Mm. Yeah. What's the difference? If I don't want it, I say, sorry, no. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's, again, kind of what we talked about earlier like, speak up, say what you want, communicate. Yeah,
0: say what you mean. Hey, I'm
1: not really interested in that. Like, no. Or, like, yeah, "Yeah, sure, here it is. And I, for the longest time, had such an issue saying no. Mm -hmm. I would just feel bad it wasn't that I wanted to and that's that's wrong with me like I should never do something out of sympathy towards someone because that's disrespecting them yeah like in the end at the end like they would probably rather hear the kind
2: no I'm flattered but I'm not interested rather than like waste your time and like then ghost you or like block you or make you feel dirty or bad because you gave me your number like what Mm. you don't want to talk to me like that sucks yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) um go ahead. Yeah, do you have a thought?
2: I was going to say this about social media now and you bringing those two points up, which mm. are totally valid. Once upon a time, your grandmother had to walk up to your grandfather, or your grandfather had to walk up to your grandmother and they had to do a little wooing thing and then That's they true. like ended up together and it taught them something about social skills. It taught them like what it was like to be rejected and how to like now it's like a cop out for everyone. It's like Men and women, you don't have to like learn how to be ballsy and like go up to somebody you think is attractive and assert yourself, have the confidence we're talking about that like women clearly lack. Mm-hmm. And
1: not just women, men not too. Not just women, men, men too. Yeah,
2: no, but yeah, I, I, I just yeah, meant like, definitely, definitely. yeah, in this situation. I think yeah. it can help in both ways. Like, if, and if you don't want it, you can learn how to be confident. Just like you do when you do. Am I just like... Go. No, I completely no, agree. No, you're just I completely <laughs> agree. And then also, just like, then it, and then when it comes to rejection, it's like the same thing. Like, now, we just get so used to ghosting people and like not responding or not saying anything. And it's like, that's so rude, because in person, you're not going to just be, like, not, you're
3: not just gonna walk it's away. not
2: likely that you're literally going yeah. to ignore somebody
0: entirely. <laughs> no, no, most people don't just are
2: Exactly. <laughs> but, like, that teaches you then, like, okay, I don't want to hurt this person's feelings, what should I say? And, like, when it comes to social media, nobody does either, We're like, losing those social skills on both ends entirely, mm-hmm. I don't think that's to our benefit at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's that. Just a little, uh, I feel like I'm
2: playing pessimist every right time we No, no, it's valid it's, it's yeah. It's true. It's, yeah. Just a
0: little fun fact since you brought up the, uh, since you brought up the um, the Patterson uh, grandmother and grandfather. Yeah. My, so my grandfather grew up in Tennessee, like just North of here, actually close to where Kaylee's from. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And they actually went into Kentucky to get married because at the time you had to be 18 to get married in Tennessee. And they weren't eighteen. Oh, that's adorable. And my grand my, my my grandmother's this is kinda c of, this is interesting to me. My grandmother's uh, dad drove them into Kentucky to get married. Oh, that's
1: great. Yeah.
0: I just think that's pretty crazy.
1: I will ask this and I think we're running out of
0: time. I don't really know how long. Yeah, we're this close. Time. We're
1: close. Okay. I will ask this question and it's tough but speaking of grandparents Uh who had to go up and talk and then now speaking of our dating does like to your personal opinions does that have to do with like the divorce rate I mean I know there's so much that goes into how high the divorce rate is whether it's like the age of people getting married or Mm -hmm. finances and how hard the world is but to your opinion like does our dating and how it works contribute to how often we're getting divorced? Or is, our pers-
0: is there a correlation? Like the- do you
1: think Wait, so? What do you think is the correlation? Sorry, The
0: bad communication?
1: I mean, yes, but also like hiding behind a screen and oh. using people. Not to say that's never happened previous true, true. to this because it has, but <clears throat> that is almost what our society these days cultivate. And I think that it says something that when my grandparents look at that, they're appalled. Mm. I think it's two things I think one
2: it's dating to some degree is different now and therefore I think that does lead to if you get married that's gonna lead to different marital issues because dating is different so like that might play a role in it and like hiding behind screens but I also think it has to do with like tradition like my grandparents are happily married and they've been married for forever but they were not happy all their years and Mm. they were They just decided they weren't giving up. Like, they loved each other, and even though they changed... And some people disagree with that, and some people say, like, they're honestly their happiest, and they're 70. Like, that's beautiful and amazing. And that doesn't happen for everybody. Um, And I think it takes, obviously, whatever, two to tango, and I think it has come from both people. But part of that is, seriously, I think that, like, we... We, with the commitment issue in dating now, like, we're so non-committal beings, I feel like, we're growing into that now, now we just see divorce as we're gonna get married but we can always get divorced, like, it's so normal that we accept that so we see that as a cop-out, like, when things don't get, like, things aren't going great anymore, and... We're selfish and we're just like, oh, like I'm just gonna do me and I'm a different person now and I don't wanna be married to you anymore (coughs) or like I've cheated or whatever or like I, whatever it is. People just like give up now and like before traditionally, I think people Mm. just didn't give up so easily. I'm not saying easily. I don't think it's an easy decision to make the decision to get a divorce or to stay in a marriage, and I'm not one to judge that. I think, again, that's, like, a case-by-case thing. But, for sure. Um, I think in a lot of cases, it's, like,
3: people get married for a year, and then they're, like, just kidding.
0: <laughs> like, Kaylee, go ahead. Yeah.
3: No, I was just saying, like, people now are dealing with problems, but, like, it's not like our grandparents didn't have problems either. Like, they had their own problems to deal with as far as... reasons to maybe get a divorce or maybe not to get a divorce and so people now are dealing with different problems so I do think I think it does have to do with the case by case but I think just how our society does look at dating and look at instant gratification and look at quick change from one person to the next you know Mm -hmm. um, will I think in the long run affect how people view marriage and and stay together in the long run. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it necessarily with, like, our parents' generations yet because they didn't really have that, so I'm interested to see how maybe it will in the future. But maybe not specifically divorce rates, but marriage style in general will change.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go with a little more broad approach, but I think it's easier for people to live on their own now especially in first world countries. A lot of countries, actually I shouldn't say a lot. Um, A few of the bigger countries, I want to say, I want to say Germany, Japan, and maybe some of the other European countries are struggling with sustaining population growth. Mm -hmm. Because people aren't getting married and having kids. They're just living on their own. And... Tendering and bumbling. <laughs> no. But, but yeah, no, people, uh, there are countries in Europe um, that, and I said Japan, so Asia, that are struggling to sustain populations because people just aren't having kids.
2: Yeah, everyone's putting themselves on an island. Virtually. Yeah, it's just. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, crazy. Well, it is, Yeah, it's easier for people to live on their own. So, yeah, that's mine. Mm-hmm. That's my two cents.
2: That's good insight. Thank you, Quinn. I have thought
0: yeah. Of that. I don't either. yeah. This is well, awesome. This is fun. Thanks for having this us. This is fun. Uh, I love. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, usually it's just me and Kyle bantering back and forth. So it's always good to get uh, some some fresh insight. Um, so thank you guys for being here. We appreciate it. Girls versus boys one time. Oh jeez. That would be a two. mega be episode. <laughs> the fiftieth, the fiftieth episode.
3: That might just turn into.
0: A, that do, would, a deletion that of would that would get, there'd be a lot of people we wouldn't be doing it in here I can it tell sh- you We should
3: be live Like should, yeah we should live
0: stream it <laughs> funny, but well, thank we'll you see. thank you so
3: much for thank care, yeah girls. you're
0: welcome you're welcome um thank you guys for listening you can find us on twitter at world we live pod um you can find us on the facebook page um you can catch us at world we live world live in dot org yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, catch us on Audio Boom, Stitcher, Spotify, and rate and review on iTunes. Um, thank you again.